Test. Test. She sells seashells by the seashore. Okay. Content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Okay, levels look good. Everything is set up. Kay's going to be so happy when they get back from the store. Oh, they've been so stressed ever since that marathon of Black History Month. Oh, who's a good girl? Good, good girl. You are. Huh. That's weird. Tornado warning. We're in fucking Utah. There aren't any tornadoes in... Fucking hell! Are you okay, Latte? Gee, Dad! We just got picked up by a freak tornado and are decidedly not in our house anymore. So how do you think I'm doing? Holy fuck. And now there's strange people here. Latte, you can talk. What do you think barking is? No, I mean like, you're talking. Like people. I'm going to unpack how you think of my personhood later, Dad. Right now, shit is real. We need to figure out how the hell we're getting back home. Language, young lady. <laughs> hey, you! Oh, crap. Wait. Wait, Kay? Kay? Nah, my name is Bach. And you, you strange tall man, are under suspicion for murder in the first degree. Oh, shit. My crimes against good taste have finally come back to bite me. Dad, I think he's talking about the lady we landed on. The what? Oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to find a new dad. Is the canine right? Did you drop this house on this woman? Hold on, hold on. I don't need to say anything without talking to my lawyer first. Fuck. So, we have our murderer, our murder weapon, and our murder victim. Do you know what that means? Twenty to life. Party! Munchkins, come out! Evavine is dead! Yay! Fuck yeah! What the... Oh my god! Someone needs to call Adipearl! Holy fuck. Latte! Wait for it? I have a feeling we're not in Utah anymore. No shit, Dad. I think we're in Oz, Goober. Okay, we'll be so jealous. Dad? And look at these munchkins! Oh my god! And you all have Kay's face! And- Ah! Who the fuck? I was trying to say a bubble lady was behind you. Well, look what the wind brought in. Jesus Christ, does everyone in Oz look like my wife? I'm not even gonna try and unpack that one. Who are you? Oh, uh, Warren, the uncultured. Your, uh, looks oddly like my wife in 20 years-ness. Which, side note, score. 
He's my dad, and he dropped a house on some lady. Ever mean? Latte, we don't just go around saying your dad committed murder. Wait, ever mean? My sister? You dropped a house on my sister. Please tell me this is the part where you are happy and that I didn't land in the opposite of Oz. <laughs> well, congratulations, Warren. You just saved Munchkinland. Oh, thank fuck. I am Adapearl, the Good Witch of the North, and you, my dear, are in our debt now for killing one of the evil witches here in Oz. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you, Locasta. Adapearl. Do I get her shoes? Her what? Her shoes. Do I get her ruby shoes? Ru- Oh, you must be thinking you're in the 1939 version of Oz. Nah, in this version of Oz, we actually read the book. See, the slippers that Evamine wore were silver, not ruby. No, MGM just wanted ruby slippers to show off their Technicolor process, and now everyone and their little dog wants to have those damn shoes. Oh. So, since you already showed me you don't know much about Oz... I mean... Kay's nerded out about some stuff to me. Well, allow me to tell you a little more. See, The Wiz is based on The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which was the first of the Oz books created by L. Frank Baum. Charlie Smalls, a young musical prodigy, started writing music for the show after he graduated from high school. The book was written by William F. Brown, who was a white man who wrote the book for another black musical called A Broadway Musical. The first tryouts for this musical were in Baltimore in 1974, with this version opening on October 21st of that year. Now, when I'm saying tryouts, I mean that the show was going through a preliminary staging and revision before the move to Broadway. It opened on Broadway on January 5th, 1975, to mixed reviews, but it was saved from closing on opening night after a wildly successful ad campaign that got Ezon down the road in everyone's heads and to the 19th spot on the Billboard Soul Singles chart. By the eighth week of the show's run, it was selling out and easily recouping its costs. The Wiz closed on Broadway after four years on January 28th, 1979. The Wiz has been revived twice, been on tours, been performed as a concert, and in 2015 it was performed live on- Wait, wait, wait. Is this the history of The Wiz or of Oz? Fuck. So, as I was saying, welcome to Oz. You can have the damn shoes, I guess. Awesome. And they're hella powerful. Oh, I figured because, you know, witch. <sighs> so... You'll find that Oz is split into five regions. You have Munchkin Country, where we're at now, Gillikin Country to the north, that's my home, Winking Country to the west, with my way more evil sister, Eveline, and then to the south is the home of my amazing sister, Glinda, in Quadling Country. In the center of our land is the Emerald City. Because it's green? How is it that you're still married? Luck? Anyway, around Oz is the Deadly Desert. Don't go there. You'll die. I figured because of the name. Wasn't sure. Wait, shit, wait, wait. This reminds me. I need to get home. My wife and I are supposed to be recording an episode about the Wiz. Okay, Emerald City is where the Wiz is, right? I mean, yeah, but... Okay, awesome. And the Yellow Brick Road leads there too, right? Yeah, but you... Awesome. Come on, Latte. Let's go see the Wiz. Thanks for all your help, Taddy Poo. 
Son of a, it's at a pearl, motherfucking idiot. Call me by the wrong thing. Ease on down, ease on down, ease on down, ease on down. Dad, you're gonna get hit with a copyright strike. Oh, latte, rules don't matter here. I just killed a lady and they threw me a party. Latte, ravens! Oh my god, seriously? Ravens with Kay's face? We're not ravens, you numb nut! Yeah, we're crows! Seriously, fan-shaped tails! Sleek bodies! We're in a large group! Yeah, and if you have to ask, it's a crow! Ravens are much bigger than crows. Seriously, haven't you ever seen a bird? Like, our voices aren't even deep enough to be raven voices. Hey, hey, don't make fun of him. He didn't know any better. Dad, I hate this place. Crows talk, scarecrows talk. What's next? Do cookies talk? If cookies talk, I'm out of here. I mean, to be fair, I didn't know the difference at first. That's because you don't have a fucking brain, Scarecrow. It's not his fault, guys. Not everyone has as developed of a nidopallium quadrilateral as we do. Uh... Come on, guys. There's a better cornfield over there. One with folks who can tell the difference between a raven and a crow. Well, that was a thing. Yeah, but they're okay once you get to know them. I mean, they eat the corn and they tell me I'll never amount to anything, but that's what friends are for, right? You and I have a very different definition of friends. Well, I suppose so, but they tell me about all of these awesome things, things that I never knew about, like... Things where people would get onto this big stage, and they sing, and they dance, and they pretend to be other people. Oh, like musicals? Yeah. I wish I knew more about musicals and musical theater and everything, but no brain. Well, you're shit out of luck with me, which is curse and whatnot. But hey, I'm heading to go see The Wiz to try and get home. Why don't you come with me, and maybe he'll help you get a brain? Oh my god, really? I would love to come with you. Then when I get back to the cornfield, the crows and I will have something to talk about. I really, really hate this place. All right, let's get going then. Let's ease on down this road. Dad, no, they'll sue you. We've been walking forever. More like an hour, Dad. If you like, we can stop here by this statue. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I remember this part. This is the Tin Man, and he needs oil. And you also look like Kay. Lube me up. What now? Lube me up. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, that's the spot.
Ooh, get all those joints. I'm very conflicted because you look like my wife, and I'm not sure if I should feel guilt over my excitement right now. I won't tell. Okay, I think you're done now. Oh, oh, thank you so much, my man. I've been standing here for days. I got caught in the rain and thought I'd be here forever. Well, glad I was able to help you. Yep, and now let's get the hell out of here because this is seriously getting too weird for me. We're off to see the Wiz because I need to get home to record my musical theater podcast with my wife. And I want a brain so that I can know more about musical theater. Wait, musical theater? I used to love musical theater. Then that Cats movie showed up in Oz one day and it was so bad that it put an enchantment on my axe. Luckily, there was a tinsmith nearby, so he was able to piece together a new body for me. But he forgot to give me a heart. So now, I can't love anyone or anything again. Especially not musical theater. Well, sucks to be you. Dad, straw man, let's go. Aww. Uh, I can't say no to that face. Fine, Dad. Come with us, Tin Man. You can get a heart from the Wiz. My name's Nick, but, uh, what the hell? You only live once, right? I'll come along. Worst case scenario, I won't be as affected when the Starlight Express movie hits. I will throw this oil can into the deepest ravine so that you will rust solid in the next storm if you speak that movie into being. Fair enough. To the whiz, then? To the whiz. Oh, Latte, there's no need to be so paranoid. If anything comes after us, I can go after them with my axe. And besides, the only things in this forest are lions and tigers Not and... helping! Hey! Ah! What the hell do you all think you're doing on my turf? This is my jungle. Mine! Kitty! Ki kitty? Kitty? You're calling me a fucking kitty? I am a lion, L-I-O-N, Panthera fucking Leo, king of the beasts and ruler of the fucking savannah. Then why are you in a forest? Shut your damn mouth. Look, lion, we just need to get past you so that we can get to the Wiz so that I can help Tin Man get his love of musical theater back. Again, not my name. Get the Scarecrow a brain so that he can know more about musical theater. I'm pretty sure this is how this works, right? And I need to get Latte and I home so that I can record my musical theater podcast with my wife. Wait. Theater? As in standing on a stage? Yep. In front of crowds of people? Double yep. And they're all looking at you? Oh my god. That is so scary. All those people staring at you, looking at you while you try to remember your line for the jungle cat pageant. And then you realize you're not even wearing your costume and you've forgotten who you're supposed to be playing and you say the hungry tiger's lines by mistake and everyone laughs at you. I finally met someone more cowardly than I am. I'm not cowardly. I just have stage fright, okay? And I'm supposed to be in these pageants and I can't do them because they're so scary. Oh, oh, I know what pageants are now. They're like 
play and parade hybrids. Well, why don't you join us and see if the Wiz can help you overcome your stage fright? Then next time you have to be in one of those pageants, you won't have to worry about being afraid. Gee, if it isn't too much trouble? Of course. Latte loves cats. Not when they're that big, Dad. Well, I will be happy to join you. Yay! Can I ride on your back? Absolutely not. Fair enough. Thought I would ask. Let's ease on down the road and into this ad pivot. Hey folks, I know usually Kay and I do this part, but Kay didn't come to Oz with me, so here's the next best thing. I'm going to talk about our amazing patrons with the help of a lion, a tin man, and a scarecrow that all have Kay's face. Who are you even talking to, and who's Kay? Oh, here's the printout for you guys to read. Even though I'm stuck here in Oz, I still want to thank our amazing Patreon patrons. Our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu. And our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brand. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. Dad, I can't read. Sound it out, sweetie. Fuck if I know. Seriously, Dad, I'm a dog. I can't read. That's okay, sweetie. I can take over. You can check out our website for links to all of our social medias, which are Tone Deaf Musical. You can also find a link to our merch, our Patreon, our coffee, and our channel on the Cast Junkie Discord server, where you can discover even more shows like this one. Oh my god, I know words. Yeah, I love etymology! Spooky Yuki. Murderer. Double murders. Zombies. Horror is always political. Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all. Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm a creep. And I'm Sunshine, her creep-enabling best friend. Together we tackle all things horror. History, politics, science, and sociology. From zombies to serial killers. Pomegranates and Pitchforks is a horror and true crime podcast that brings true stories and not-so-true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up. So let's get into the second act of our show. I have no idea what he's talking about. Wow, this has been such a crazy adventure. I have two witch murders under my belt. Kay is going to be so proud. I don't think that's the right word for how they're going to feel, Dad. Yeah, and I'm still not sure how I feel about you being so happy you killed two of my sisters. You and I both know they were wicked as hell. Yeah, but he's a little too happy about it. Just remind the idiot how to get home so he doesn't cause any more damage. Warren, you have had the power to get home this whole time, which... 
You would have known if you would have waited for Adipearl to tell you. Gonna have to replant that whole poppy field, and the Winkies are gonna need therapy. I'm still cleaning up Calidus. They were a crime against nature, and you all know it. Not to mention all those poor porcelain citizens of China country. They're gonna need more than just glue to put everything back together. Oh, right. I just click my heels together three times and think of home, right? Are you oh, fucking yeah, kidding me? Yeah, but at least I was able to help the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Lion get what they needed. But at what cost? Fuck this. Warren, click your damn heels and then never, ever come back here again. I'm putting an enchantment on those shoes to fall off in the desert so no one ever does the scale of damage to Oz again. Wait! Grab him! Another place we're banned from. One, two, three! Warren! Warren! Oh, thank God. Okay? Oh, oh my God, I'm home. What? Of course you're home, babe. You slipped or something while I was out, and you've been unconscious for God knows how long. I came down to the bedroom and found you laid out on the floor. You've got a goose egg the size of an ostrich egg. What? N no. No. I I was in Oz, Kay. I was in Oz. And and you were there? And you were there? And you were you were everywhere. And Latte was talking. I'm dialing 911. No, no. I'm fine. Really. I really. I'm fine. I, I really was there, though, and I was wearing those silver slippers. I, I may have destroyed an entire town. Did you know that people made of China are surprisingly fragile? Uh, but I was there. I was really there. Latte, Latte, tell Mom what you saw. At least maybe we should put off recording so that you can rest your head. Oh, no. Adipearl did your part of the show. She told me all about the history of the Wiz before I reminded her I needed to figure out how to get home. I feel fine, baby. Trust me. <sighs> okay, babe. Let's go watch the Wiz, and then we can talk about it after. But if you start acting any weirder, I'm exercising my spousal authority and taking you to the ER. Oh, uh, how'd this compare to your journey, Warren? Uh, well, my apparent short-term coma dream, uh, this definitely was less murderous, uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, only by, like, an entire village full, but, yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to get your head checked on, <laughs> This, it was fun watching this, though, because, you know, we watched, uh, this version in 2015 when it aired on, was it yeah. NBC? Yes, NBC. When it aired on NBC, and, and it was before we were doing our show, and, and mm -hmm. uh, so this is one of the less than a dozen um, theater productions that I had seen, you know, prior yeah. to prior to uh, the wonderful journey that has been our podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so it definitely was nice going back and, and looking at something, kind of like looking, not with fresh eyes, but actually... 
with a new perspective. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I remember when we watched this back in 2015, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it right mm-hmm. away. I hadn't seen any uh, real musical production of the Wiz or Wizard of Oz aside from the uh, the classic movie. Yeah. And so I remember being really impressed with how much more I liked the Wiz in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just good, a lot of fun. The Wiz is so much better. The like, wi- uh, the, in the, every... <laughs> <laughs> the music alone, like, makes it so much better. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the... I mean the co- I forgot how I forgot how much the costume design in this was so good. Yeah, Scarecrow, tad creepy in my opinion. Yes, but, yes. Uh, I will say I freaking loved Lion. I love how like Lion has dreads and stuff yeah. like that in his mane. I was like, just look, just looked really good. <laughs> Didn't Mama K? Was it Mama K or was it you that said that the Scarecrow looked like an axolotl? Yes, yes, looked like yes. an axolotl, like with the way uh, his hair is sticking out and stuff, and yeah. it just looks really bizarre. Like, I personally thought he looked like that dog in the gif that does a... Oh, uh, I That pers- tilts his head and kind of just looks... See, and I personally thought he looked like he was wearing someone's skin. Uh- <laughs> that too, actually. It's like... It's like if Pinocchio decided the best way to become a real little boy was to wear the skin of another little boy. It puts the lotion on the wood. (laughs) Ooh, baby. Uh, So, The Wiz begins with the funkiest intro music, This Side of the Rainbow. A couple of farmer types are fixing a fence and dealing with the wild... and dealing with the wild mop with legs that is the fierce and terrifying Toto. (laughs) Dorothy swoops in to pry Toto's death grip off of the poor farmer's leg. Toto, uh, Dorothy sits and pouts on her suitcase and suffering the critical explo- and suffering the critical Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> Dorothy swoops in to pry Toto's death grip off the poor farmer. To- Dor- uh, Dorothy sits and pouts on her suitcase and suffering the critical exposition that she's run away before and is likely to run away again. Uh, <laughs> Aunt M comes into the comes in to threaten to tie up Dorothy so she can't escape, and she ridicules the lazy farmer for not hurrying up, cause there is a storm a coming. The farmer exclaims that they are still cleaning up after the last storm, and Aunt M is like, "Oh, cry me a river!" And the farmers run for the hills after Dorothy gives the classic quip to Aunt M, "You're not my real mom." Fun fact with Auntie M, she is played. By Stephanie Mills, who played Dorothy in the original cast when she was 16. See, I I love stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I love when they take an actor and then they bring them back in another role that they're more suited for because And time her has voice. Changed. Her voice still just like, whoo! Yeah, great, great voice, great voice, mm-hmm. great actress, great singer. Yep. Um, but yeah, after Dorothy is, does the whole, you're not my real mom, Aunt Em is like, no, no, I'm not, but I'm your mama's big sister, so you had best listen to me. Aunt Em gives some really sweet exposition about Dorothy's mom and how Dorothy is so much like her. And it was really cute because, uh, I, so you, I need you to tell me, is Dorothy's parents dead? Yes. Okay. In every single version, her parents are dead. Okay, because cause it also kind of sounded like, Maybe her parents were going through a divorce, and so they shipped her away or something like that. Because the way she's like, I need to get back to 
Oklahoma or whatever. She like she doesn't really have yeah a home to go back to. You know. Yeah, because her parents are dead, but she just wants to go back to where her friends were and to where where life made more sense, where mm-hmm. it was simpler instead of this this flea ridden part of the countryside. But um, it was really sweet on M. Like ah, she gave she just such a good actress but she's talking about Mm -hmm. how you're stubborn like her and you look so much like her and just Mm -hmm. you could tell that she really loved her sister and i will say dorothy's actress is really good too Mm -hmm. i wish i could remember people's names but that is part of the witch's curse Uh, (laughs) aunt m sings her i'll be there for you song and after the storm strikes like a plot device A twirling ballet of Cirque du Soleil tornado people pick Dorothy up and chuck her into a tornado. Rude. Uh, That part did make me laugh, though, because, like, you had these people that looked like drab clansmen with, like, big robes. They had... They had, they had they had pointy headpieces. That's true. I didn't think of that. <laughs> They they weren't white. They were storm color, so they were like gray cloud. But they, you know, but they're spinning around and dancing. You know, they're supposed to symbolize uh, winds. You know, picking up and stuff like that. And and uh, Dor- just just so that you know, with Dorothy, it was Shanice Williams. Shanice Williams, beautiful woman, great voice. Um, mm. Am I right? Was Dorothy? I can't remember. We just like I know it was. Not that long ago, but was Dorothy on a wire? Because I feel like... Yes. I, okay, okay, because I thought I remembered her, like, yeah, actually she being was, airborne. she was on a wire. Okay, then that's not just a side effect from the coma dream still. Uh, the dog's name was Scooter. Scooter? Yes! <laughs> nice. I, I love, love it. Dorothy survives the eye of the storm and ends up in a mysterious land whose name we can only speculate upon. After coming to and questioning her surroundings... <laughs> I love when I think I have these throwaway lines <laughs> and they just tickle you. I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> After coming to and questioning her surroundings, Dorothy is accosted by a bunch of angry little people who proceed to question Dorothy about the house and how it ended up on top of an unsuspecting, outstanding member of society. After pleading guilty to the murder of a beloved member of the Angry Little People community, she is immediately pardoned and thrown a party. Apparently, the Pancake of the East was not as (laughs) beloved of a member of the community like I previously thought. (laughs) The Pancake of the East's sister shows up and is like, Hey girl, you're not going to be making a pancake out of me, are you? After Dorothy reassures the Good Witch of the North, Adapearl, that she will not make her into a breakfast food. Adapearl gives Dorothy the 411 on where she is, the land of Oz, and Dorothy asks how she gets home. Adapearl is like, the Wiz has a plan for that. Gosh. I'll let you gather yourself. Oh, one of my favorite things that this is one of those little touches in the Wiz that may, that kind of elevate it for me because as as you know and the audience has probably figured out i am a oz nerd you may have talked about it on the show before. i may have talked about it on the show um so there's there's a little touch that they have where uh add a pearl 
pulls out an iPad to pull up Dorothy's name. <laughs> that is referencing something that happens in the book, where she like pulls off her hat and turns it into a slate that's a magic slate that she writes like what Dorothy needs to do to go see the wizard and stuff that's, like that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a nice little touch and there's just all these little touches in the whiz that are not in the 1939 Wizard of Oz movie or the musical based on it that So uh Ada Pearl, that's her real name in like the book and stuff, right? In the it... book she is Lacosta Tattypoo. Oh God damn. <laughs> Oh that just Lacosta Tattypoo. That sounds okay, not wow, well, okay. You know what? <laughs> The beaver dam in my brain has not fully broken yet. It's it's like how the Tin Man was Nick Chopper. <sighs> is, is And he became, his body became part of Chop Fit in the Tin Woodman of Oz. <laughs> what was the name of the writer of Oz? L. Frank Baum. <laughs> he loved his puns, didn't he? Yes, he did. What makes me laugh is when I do puns, I'm like, ha ha! And then when other people do puns, I'm like, you monster. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm such a hypocrite. You dead son of a bitch. <laughs> dead son of a bitch. But uh, uh, in the book is is uh, LaCosta as ditzy and kind of not with it as Adipril is. <sighs> I was kind of curious because she, like, while well, she's a you know good character and she helps mm. Dorothy and stuff, she is very much kind of like not a whole lot of useful she is a less powerful witch compared to the other three is it an age thing does age make you more powerful i don't know i don't know because she looks older in the books like she looks like she is the oldest sister in the books pretty much but then again uh the other witches except for glinda the other witches don't look anything like any of the uh portrayals in like the 1939 Wizard of Oz. Uh well, Adapearl looks like a younger version of Lacosta in the book. Like in in the stage play cuz she has the same sort of hat as Lacosta and she has and she's blue and she's blue and yeah, I like blue. <laughs> that is Munchkin Country's color is blue. Then why was everybody fucking pink? And, mm. uh, it, it, this is so goddamn nerdy. Do it. Do it. We are all nerds. So, in the land of Oz, and I'll pull up a little map. In the because, land of Oz. Because I have it on here, because of course I do. Gods, of course you do. So, you've got the Witch of the East and all of Munchkin Country would be blue. And then the Gilkin country is purple, that's to the north. Uh, Winky country is to the west, that's east. And then Quadling country is to the south, that's Glinda's area. And it's red. And so it's split up that way, but then, like, the witches don't necessarily actually correspond to the colors of clothes. Like, I'll... Yeah, I was gonna say, like, why is... Taddy Poo, you know, not, why is she blue and not pink? Because, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but Great, it's, creative, creative license. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Oz stuff. See, here's, here's a 
picture for you, and I'll probably put these on our Instagram of Taddy Poo. There's Taddy Poo. She's gangsta. Look at that hat off to the side. And so, yeah, she's she's in the little blue hat with the. She very much looks like uh, one of the fairy godmothers from mm-hmm. uh, Cinderella. Yep, she is. Yeah, there you go. She looks. Wait, is it Cinderella, or am I thinking of Sleeping Beauty? I think maybe I think you're I'm thinking, thinking of Sleeping of... Beauty. Yeah, I am not a Disney princess. You're fine. It's okay. Okay. Anyway, I think. Oh, her other name was Queen Orin. There you go. That, that the, Queen Orin sounds more logical for a witch than I don't Lacosta think, though, the, Taddy Poo. I don't think that's ever a name that gets used by Bomb, though. But, yeah. Just a fun fact. Just a fun fact. Just a little nugget of Oz joy. This is an Oz fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's an Oz fact. The pancake of the... Wait, did I read that? Okay, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Back to the Wiz. That's right, we're at the Wiz has a plan for that. Adapearl and the Munchies sing about the Wiz and how great he is. After the song and dance ends, the Munchies present Dorothy with a trophy of her first murder victim. <laughs> the witch's silver shoes. Adapearl poofs her way out of the Munchland, and Dorothy panics <laughs> that she didn't ask how to get to the Emerald City to see the Wiz. The Munchies tell her to take the yellow brick road but uh, to look out for the winged warriors, mind readers, shapeshifters, evil flowers, and the like. The super pissed off sister of Pancake... Oh, and the super pissed off sister of the pancake she made earlier, who wants to (laughs) slice her into bacon and fry her up. There's a lot of breakfast food puns in this thing. Yes, there is. Are you hungry? Maybe. All right. Dorothy shits herself out of fear... (laughs) Just a little. It's not obvious, but I could sense it. The munchies then disperse, and Dorothy is left wondering where the fuck the yellow brick road is. She then sings a song about how she's alone and doesn't know where she's going. After Dorothy sings a sad song, a magical golden road materializes. No one ever said the yellow brick road wouldn't be made of gold. Woohoo! Gold! Gold, Kay! Gold in them there fro-fro-roads! <laughs> Dorothy touches her silver feet to the golden road and sprints off to the next plot device. Dorothy follows the road of bling and is suddenly bombarded with the with the bleats of a straw-stuffed beggar who asks Dorothy for money. Change, dollars, cash money now. Dorothy inquires as to the identity of the beggar and discovers he's a scarecrow who's bad at his job. The crows nearby <laughs> mock him relentlessly and the scarecrow uh, and the scarecrow again asks Dorothy for some cash money, revealing that he's saving up his sense to buy some sense. That's right. A brain. I love that pun, though. I'm saving his sense to buy some sense. Oh, I love it. I love everything about this show. I don't think the Scarecrow has fully formulated his strategy for making a squishy organ function in his straw-stuffed body. Now that I'm picturing a rotting mass of flesh stuffed inside of a straw man, and I'm ready to change subjects now. Anyways... The crows do an awesome dance around the scarecrow, singing about how you get ahead in life, about how you can't get ahead in life. Good message, guys. The scarecrow escapes at one point, but is quickly crow-handled back up onto his post to suffer Ooh. some more. You want to, I can see your look out of the corner of my eye. You want to go back to my comment about a squishy organ stuffed inside of a straw. Man. What? He's, he's a scarecrow made of straw, but he wants a brain. He wants... 
a concentration of nerves and tissue that delivers electronic impulses to various parts of the body. At, was what like what like th this is never addressed. The scarecrow wants a brain. What are they gonna do? Like what if the wizard had pulled out a brain and just was like, here you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the wizard does sort of give him a brain. Uh, he opens up his head and puts oats in it and claims it's brains in the book. I bet that worked on the Scarecrow, too. Mm-hmm. And he gave... <laughs> when he gives the lion, is even better. Does he give the lion a gun? <laughs> Who needs courage when you have a gun? <laughs> gives him this little green vial that's probably alcohol. Here you go, my friend. Liquid courage. <laughs> ah, shit. I turned my phone sideways and then I lost my place. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. Dorothy decides she's had enough of watching the Scarecrow be assaulted and humiliated by these iridescent assholes. <laughs> she saves the Scarecrow from his post and helps him to his feet. The crows are like, you can't do that. And Dorothy is like, hey, I killed a witch this morning and I wasn't even mad. Now fuck off before I break my foot off in your cloaca. <laughs> and that goes back to when I asked you how to spell cloaca. Because <laughs> it occurs to me, I've never had to spell cloaca until I wrote a line about kicking so, a bird. Second life story. Once upon a time when Second Life exist, or existed, they had the option to like get cool avatars and stuff, and I had a raven, and I was flying around as a raven, and then someone was like, hey, come hang out with us. I'm like, okay, whatever. They're like, hey, I'm going to poke you in the cloaca. Logged off. Did not go back on. <laughs> this is like, okay, no. <laughs> not as sexy as you want to make it sound like strange person on the internet. Weirdo. The crows flee in fear of the uh, threats of violence, and Scarecrow thanks Dorothy... Oh, jeez, I ruined my own joke. The crows flee in fear, and Scarecrow thanks Dorothy for her threats of violence in his defense, and the solo <laughs> act has become a duet. The two new friends head down Bling Street to the next plot device. Jesus. <laughs> the little girl and the straw-filled man come to a junk pile on the side of the road, and a strange piece of modern art... What? The... Straw I the, just the realized little, the little girl and the straw-filled child, man. and I'm oh god, <laughs> oh god, the little girl and the straw-filled man. That makes this sound way less magical. <laughs> you know that's kind of my superpower. I can kind of take the whimsy out of oh, anything. Fuck. Jesus Christ! All things are disturbing if presented in the proper way. <laughs> The little girl and the straw-filled man come to a junk pile on the side of the road and a strange piece of modern art that looks an awful lot like a humanoid robot. Upon investigating the trash pile, the modern art begins grunting with a tetanus-clenched jaw. After a couple repeats, his <laughs> after a couple repeats of his request to be lubed up, Dorothy and the scarecrow squirt slit lube all over the metal pile. The pile of lubed-up metal creaks and groans 
and says he's the Tin Man. The Tin Man dances like a robot and thanks the two of them for squirting him full of sweet, sweet motion-granting lubricant. Jesus Christ! Okay, I'm done making lube jokes. I have that in here, too. Scarecrow oh tries to hurry Dorothy off, but the Tin Man is like, yo, what's the rush? You know what, though? I can understand why the Scarecrow would be hurrying her off. Like, he just asked you to lube him up. Yeah. He's about to uh, insert <laughs> rod A into slot B. <laughs> that or else they know that underneath that junk pile is Chop Fit. Baby. Or Chop know. Fight. That's I, who it is. I don't think... Dorothy's new to the area and Scarecrow doesn't know his asshole from his elbow. I don't know. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> Scarecrow and Dorothy reveal that they're going to beg the Wiz for some free shit. Tin Man likes the idea of re redistributing material possessions from the 1% and wants in on the quest. <laughs> he reveals his backstory and that he used to be flesh and blood, but because he didn't want to stuff the Wicked Witch of the East full of his backstory, turns out <laughs> the witch didn't like being told that she had to keep uh, riding her broom. <laughs> With a polymorphing bolt of lightning, she blasted the flesh man across the river and turned him into tin. The tin man wanted to try and make things work with his bae, Bertha, but he had no heart, on account of being metal and all. So he decided that he had to let Bertha go. So, A, they really uh, tone down the tin man's origin story there. But I'm... at least they give an origin story unlike in the 1939 yeah. movie. You, well, you had told me, like, he, he, uh, she, she gets slighted, the, the witch, and so she enchants his axe, and then his axe cuts him into pieces. So, I, I was a little bit wrong on how when I told you, because I simplified it a lot, but I'm going to nerd out on you for a little bit. Ooh, nerd out on me, baby. So... The Tin Man, yeah, give me that Nick Chopper, was in love with Nimi Ami, who was a munchkin, and so not she Bertha? was no, not Bertha. <laughs> they changed the name, uh, like they did in a lot of characters. But um, so he is in love with Nimi Ami, who is a maid for this rich woman who hates him, and she doesn't want to let go of this maid because if she lets Nimiyami marry Nick Chopper, then... They'll move away. Exactly. And so she goes to the Wicked Witch of the East and calls in a favor, and the Wicked Witch of the East enchants the Tin Man's axe so that he is cutting off body parts, including his head. Jeez. <laughs> and the Tinsmith is building him a new body, basically, and he doesn't make him a heart, and so... The Tin Man's like, oh, I can't love because I don't have a heart. And so Nimiyami is basically, like, heartbroken because he doesn't love her anymore. And she ends up running into a soldier who ends up with the same curse being put on him <laughs> by the Wicked Witch of the East. And he hacks himself to bits and becomes the Tin Soldier. And then, uh, I can't remember the name of the tinsmith, but the tinsmith ends up making a horrifying chimera out of the parts of the tin soldier and the tin man <laughs> that marries Nimiyami. <laughs> this can be found in the Tin Woodman of Oz. Yay! Not... Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. <laughs> okay. 
Are you done now? Yes. <laughs> I have I have finished spurting my nerd all over you. You're lubricating the story so that it can move forward. Yes. With backstory. Yes. With the <laughs> with the girthy backstory out of the way. <laughs> the girthy backstory out of the way, the Tin Man sets off with the duo to become the trio of Bling Road. The trio won't be a threesome for long, <laughs> as they barely make it ten seconds before being attacked by a big hairy pussy. <laughs> oh my god! Dorothy, Dorothy punches the pussy in its hole, and it screams in pain. You know, this is going to get even more explicit for just a moment, but you know, you know that meme of like, uh, describing something but incorrectly, you could sum up the whiz, uh, uh, young black girl gets lost and fists a giant pussy. Oh my God. You can, you can cut that out if you want. Turns out. It's a big cowardly lion. Who saw that coming? <laughs> the others ridicule the lion for being such a big hairy wuss and tell him to come with them and redistribute some courage from the whiz for himself. Oh my god. The trio becomes a quartet and eight feet stomp down the road to the next plot point. Oh my god. <laughs> the group walks for about another ten seconds and finds themselves lost in the woods. The group breaks the first rule of adventuring and splits the party, almost certainly ensuring that our entire party of heroes are doomed to death. GG, y'all, GG. But before the group is horribly murdered, Dorothy hears the disembodied cries of her mother, cause that's something you want to hear in the middle of a this spooky so forage. fucked up. <laughs> and is not at all cause for alarm or concern or maybe a reason to regroup with the party. Anyways, Dorothy follows the sound of her mother and almost siren songs her way into uh, giving her definitely not mother her magical silver shoes. Tin Man rushes in and the past Tin Man rushes in at the last possible moment and pulls Dorothy away, saying, That's not her mom, that's a Kalida. Kalida? Kalida. Kalida. What is a Kalida, I hear you asking, audience? A Kalida is a half-tiger, half-bear, shape-shifting, mind-reading monster. An epic battle ensues with our party of heroes who reunited in the nick of time to battle the Kalidas. Our heroes survive the encounter, but Lion is shaken because he didn't do much. <laughs> Dorothy is like, well, he may have soiled himself, but at least he didn't flee. Lion is like, <laughs> go on without me. I'm not worthy. Dorothy turns out to be the bard of the group and sings some inspiration back into Lion. The Lion, reinvigorated by Dorothy's voice, leaps to his feet and is ready to continue their quest to steal some shit from the Wiz. <laughs> and here's a Kalida for you. Not at all what I was expecting. Nope. Like, yeah, not at all what I was expecting. Looks like you put a tiger head and back legs on a bear. Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be a little bit more hybrid. Okay. Okay, cool. Yep. Now yeah, I know. From, from what we saw. Uh, what we saw was cooler. <clears throat> yes. The group walks for 15 seconds this time before encountering some plants that uh, want to be pollinated. 
<laughs> it would seem. The poppy flower dance is uh, very seductive with uh, shaking their asses and laying on the ground with their legs spread. The lion is like, hell yeah, call me Mr. B because I'm about to make some honey. Oh my God. <laughs> lion dances around the flowers and right as he's about to pollinate them, he gives the poppies a bad case of blue pistol. <laughs> Wrapping the flowers up in a vine and leaving them thoroughly unsatisfied. Holy shit! The successful party of adventurers leave the... The... Oh God. I run like, what the fuck is that word that I wrote? And now... The, the, the successful party of adventurers leave the hogtied flowers and continue onto the Emerald City. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. The gang arrives at Emerald City, but the bouncer gatekeeper won't let them in unless they're on the list. They're famous, they bribe him, or they know important people. Dorothy name drops like a pro and is like, Hi, I'm Dorothy. I'm new to the area, but you might have heard I'm a badass witch slayer who makes friends with sisters of my victims and walks around in magical silver footwear. <laughs> The bouncer, gate, the bouncer gatekeeper is like, Damn, you're a badass mother! Shut your mouth. And I'm lets the Dorothy. I'm new in town. I'm Dorothy. I'm Dorothy. I kill people. I'm new in town. <laughs> Should have led with the I'm new in town. Uh, and lets the party into the Emerald City. Going on... Well, something got messed up in that note. Um, Is this the head injury? Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't type notes, apparently, and now I'm trying to figure out what got missed and what I should say. Okay. The bouncer gatekeeper lets the party into the Emerald City. Uh, what's going on inside here? It appears to be an ecstasy-filled rave. <laughs> the ravers who tell the party... Uh, the ravers who tell the party that they can't see the Wiz because he's part dragon and breathes fire, and no one has ever seen him. They're not even sure if he's real. Are they real? What is real? Maybe reality is a dream of a newborn puppy who hasn't even opened his eyes yet. Oh. oh okay. I think I'm coming down from the E. Whew. Damn. <laughs> that scene was rave-tacular. Oh, Anyways, man. the ravers see Dorothy's silver feet and are like, Whoa, you got those from killing a witch. We were totally lying. The whiz is right over there. The door isn't even locked. Have a nice day. That part made me laugh because, like, when they get let into the Emerald City, or initially, and, like, it's this roller disco party and everybody's... Mm -hmm. It looks like they're having a rave, is what it looks like. And they're inquiring about the Wiz, and they're just giving all this flowery talk. Nobody sees the Wiz. He's part dragon. Mm. He breathes fire. Da -da 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 -da. And then when they realize who she is, they're like, oh, ah. Uh, because they're like all of a sudden worried that she's going to kill them or something. Yeah. Because they start to panic, and they're just like, oh, never mind, ma'am. He's right over there. The door isn't even locked. Have a nice day. Bye. Like, their attitudes just change like crazy right mm -hmm. there. After the party hydrates and calms down from the rave, they move onward through the unlocked door to the throne room of the Wiz, ruler of the land and keeper of piss-poor security. 
As the party enters the Emerald Throne Room, a giant bald statue comes to life and yells at the group for intruding. Dorothy tries to urge her high charm... Dorothy tries to use her high charm stat to persuade the Emerald Guardian to let them have an audience with the Wiz. Dorothy is successful, and Queen La Wizfa comes out and sings her I'm the Wizard and I'm a Badass song, where she threatens to hurl lightning and turn them into frogs and lizards. After Queen La Wizfa's intro song, they inquire what this party of trespassers are here for. The party lays out their request for a handout, courage, a brain, free transportation, and a heart. Queen La... Queen La Wizfa demand... For those who don't know, Queen Latifah... <laughs> Queen Latifah plays the wizard. And I'm a dork, so that's why she's Queen La Wizfa. Wiz Latifah. Oh, well, that's too close to Wiz Khalifa, I think. But, okay, but, uh, okay, fair. But, but you're getting ahead of yourself, so... so oh, uh, just, all right. Yeah. So after Queen La Wizfa dismisses everyone and their desires, causing the Tin Man to burst into an R&B solo song about things that he would do if he had a heart and could feel. Fucking love that song. The Tin Man's golden pipes lubricate the plot, slide forward. <laughs> lubricate the plot and allow it to slide forward. <laughs> but the all-powerful Queen La Wizfa decides that some quid pro quo is needed. A little something-something. Oh my god. Fuck. For Wizla Queen tells Dorothy that she has to murder the Wicked Witch of the West, Eveline. The rest of the party adopts the lion's M.O. and wuss out on helping Dorothy kill a witch, opting instead to get drunk. Dorothy shows off why she's the bard of the group, and again, with her high charisma stat, she charms the group into going with her on an almost certainly on, on what is almost certainly a suicide mission. The scene changes to one of dire despair and <laughs> and laboring misery. The land of Mordor. I mean, whatever evil Evelyn's land is called, evil land, evil lean land. Anyway, winky country. <laughs> that does not know. If you're an evil witch who like enslaves people and takes over a territory, wouldn't you change the name to something menacing? Fear me! I am the wicked witch of Winky Land. <laughs> Just saying. Just I never saying. said she was a good tyrant, tyrannical, uh, enslaving overlord. I just said that she was a an evil, which is mean. She was a meanie. She was a meanie. She's a mean. She's a she's a meanie, mean bad person. Anyway, anyways, the workers of the West are not happy since the wicked witch of the East was murdered. The wicked witch of the West is is uh, taking over all lands east. East of the west, and all lands west of the east. The north and south are still safe, but who knows for how long. I hate when I write notes that I think are going to be funny, and then I confuse myself trying to read said notes. Anyways, Eveline comes out on her winky-drawn carriage and demands to know what that is. That, that there, that thing there, that right there, what's that? Turns out, she's not very good at identifying basic elements like water. <laughs> the witch's manservant is like, oh, that, that's water from uh, that leaky pipe up there. The witch demands that he, that, uh, that the royal plumber be called to her so that she can tell him what a fine job he's doing maintaining the pipes of the kingdom. <laughs> and then kill him! <laughs> 
Eveline then sings about how she doesn't want any bad news, no bad news whatsoever, then immediately asks for the news once she's done singing. The wicked manservant of the West then gives Eveline the bad news, that the skinny-ass child and boneless straw pile, a tin can, and a giant pussy are on their way to murder her. <laughs> the wicked witch laughs at the prospect of her enemies thinking she'd do nothing but sit back and wait for death. The Wicked Witch of the West calls for her flying monkey warriors and sends them out to capture our party of would-be assassins. Which they do, quite swiftly, with a net, and haul our party back to the evil palace. It is... It makes me laugh, like, how effortless it was for the entire party to be captured. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what makes me... Like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself... The only one, like, in the, ver the version of the Wiz we watched, uh, the, the uh, Tin Man doesn't even have an axe. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, you know, if you're going to kill a witch, sharpen a stick or something. Like, well, and something. What's great, though, is that this is another thing that they do that's in the book. Because, you know, in the 1939 movie, they're only capturing Dorothy. They just harass everybody else and uh rip the scarecrow in half and like bang up the tin man a little bit but like they don't really do much with him well in the book they are a little bit more like no we are going to demolish the party and they i can't remember what they do to the tin man and the scarecrow but for a bit like they are out of commission oh yeah and the lion is captured and made basically like a slave in the queen or in the witch's court so dorothy is kept inside of the witch's uh castle and basically is like scrubbing the floors for her and everything like you see coming up but like it, it's just one of those touches that isn't in the 1939 movie that again this one goes I'll take that. <laughs> so, yeah. There so, we go. Yeah. So, there we go. Back at the Palace of Evil and No Fun, Lion is, uh, is the living mop cleaning floors, and Dorothy is on dusting and polishing duty. Dorothy sneaks to see Lion, and the two take a moment to moment uh the two take a moment of comfort before the witch shows up to crack the whip on her unpaid employees dorothy starts throwing shade at the witch saying she ain't wicked just like she's just like everyday mean eveline is like little bitch you think i'm playing and calls for the scarecrow and tin man eveline then tells dorothy to give her the silver slippers or she'll kill and skin the lion and cook him inside the Tin Man, but not before using Scarecrow for kindling. God damn, Eveline. That is beyond wicked. Fucking diabolical. That's mm -hmm. where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm gonna kill your friend, and I'm gonna cook him inside your other friend, and I'm gonna use your other friend as a fire to cook your other friend inside your other friend. Mm-hmm. Like, bravo. <laughs> Eveline pulls out a switchblade. Your move, Alphaba. <laughs> yeah. Eveline pulls out a switchblade and is like, time to penetrate this big pussy, and goes to stab the lion, but Dorothy uses her high charisma to taunt Eveline to attack her instead. And Dorothy, channeling her inner Magikarp, uses Splash. 
But unlike Magikarp, Dorothy's splash is super effective. <laughs> hyper effective, even. Super ultra mega hyper effective, one might say, as the splash attack makes Eveline immolate after a brief, brief period of mourning, the citizens of the Western Kingdom rejoice, much like the munchies of the East, over their newly minted emancipation. So, yeah, if you know, I mean, everybody knows Wizard of Oz, the witches are hydrophobic to, mm -hmm. like, the, the nth e degree. The evil witches are. Oh, just the evil witches. Mm -hmm. Good witches can have water, but evil witches can't. So, does that mean, like, they can't ever get third? Like, so and that makes me think of, like, like, do they never drink anything? There's water in food. Like, do they only eat dry stuff? Ask L. Frank Baum. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just quoting the messenger. Uh, necromancy is illegal, okay, and punishable by uh, banishment to the shadow zone. So I'm not going to resurrect a dead author to ask him questions. All right. Fair enough. We'll just have to speculate. Maybe she only drinks winky blood. <laughs> but blood is mostly water. Therefore, we circle back around to the classic question. She... <laughs> oh, you had a good one, and you're restraining yourself. Let it flow, Kay. Oh, oh, you gotta say it. Please. She drinks powdered instant water. Normally you just add water. <laughs> oh, God. Dehydrated water, just add water. Yes. After our heroes return to claim their quest reward, the bouncer gatekeeper, the bouncer gatekeeper refuses to let them in, saying that Queen Lawizfa has banned them from the Emerald City. The brainless one of the bunch has an idea and dupes the bouncer gatekeeper by implying that there was a big old bag of gold around the corner. When the bouncer gatekeeper abandoned his post to check for the booty, our adventurers snuck through the gate to confront the Wiz and claim their reward. After breaking into the Emerald Throne Room and quickly dispe dispelling the Emerald Golem to reveal that Queen Lawizfa is really Queen Latifa, after the group attempts to shake, down, <laughs> shake her down for their reward, she dupes them all by being like, you had what you were looking for inside of you all along. At that point, Lion would have been justified ripping out her heart and brain and giving them to Tin Man and Scarecrow respectively. But that might have been a bit much for the target audience and would not have helped move the plot forward. <laughs> oh my god! See, I feel like a great spoof for that would have been like, oh, we're not going to get mad. We're going to get our organs. <laughs> Once Tifa La Wiz Queen reveals that she was actually the magician's... Just so you know, it gets wacky with that name now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Once Tifa La Wiz Queen reveals that she was actually a magician's assistant and had a secret balloon to leave the kingdom. After Dorothy uses charisma to guilt La Wiz Tifa Queen, she agrees to take Dorothy home on her balloon. 
the soon-to-be former ruler of Emerald City, holds a press conference to tell everyone that she's retiring and that they'll soon be under new management, Lion, Tin Man, and Scarecrow, who are the new rulers of this land. Oh, never mind, she tells the Emerald citizens they've got this and can govern themselves. <laughs> you know, I would... I, 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 uh, well, I don't think... The wizard was a very effective governing body for the Emerald Kingdom. I think putting a bunch of ravers who are on ecstasy in charge of themselves is not a better alternative. Do you know who gets left in charge? No. In the book. No. The Scarecrow. Oh. Yep. Well, I mean, anybody living in the current year now knows what it's like to be under the thumb of a brainless ruler. <laughs> So, it manages to be both hilarious and terrifying at the same time. You never know what they're going to do, because they don't think about it. At the last minute, Dorothy decides not to go into the balloon, and instead pushes Wiz Queen Latifah to float on without her. After she flies off, Adapearl shows up to be like, You passed the morality test, Dorothy! <laughs> You passed the morality test. Dorothy is like, can I please go back to my Aunt M now? Adapearl is like, well, I can't, but I know who can. And with a twirl of her wand and a flick of her wrist, she summons her <laughs> older sister, Glenda, the good witch of the South, who reveals that she's been a useless observer watching over Dorothy and not doing a damn thing to help her. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot, you magical gold ass. <laughs> Glenda is then like, you have the power to go home. No magical slippers necessary. Just believe in yourself. Glenda then tells Dorothy to click her heels together three times and think of home. But that involves the slippers. So doesn't that mean that if she takes off the slippers and still clicks her heels, she could go home since the power is inside of her all along and not in the shoes? I'm confused by this part, but... Whatever. Anyways, Dorothy is giving tearful goodbyes to her friends, saying that maybe these questionable magic shoes will lead her back to her friends someday. <gasps> but as we've established, the power was inside of her all along, and these shoes are not actually necessary for her to shift between these dimensional planes. I'm overthinking this. Anyways, Dorothy sings her farewell song, clicks her heels, and is back in Kansas. Toto and Aunt Em rush to greet and embrace Dorothy. The end. So... The shoes fall off into the deadly desert on her way back in the book. On her way... Oh, okay. On her way back to Kansas, <clears> the <throat> shoes fall. So she's like, I'll use these shoes to come visit you again. And then she's being whisked away and... Ah, oh, shit. Yep. But in uh, Ozma of Oz, she goes back to Oz after falling off of a boat. So she could fall off a boat into the water and just... Find she else. she basically get well I guess it's not so much falling off of a boat it's is she this... gets washed overboard and her and Belina the chicken end up uh, drifting to Oz and having to figure out a way to get through the deadly desert and... you know it it it, it works on uh, Narnia rules that there's just portals fucking yes, wherever yes there are and they address that in Emerald City of Oz oh, and it's interesting. 
nerdgasm, but yes. <laughs> so it was yeah. a lot of fun revisiting the show because like I said before, I remembered watching it with you and I remember really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to go back and see it after seeing all the other shows that we've seen. And just, it reminded me of like how good this show was. Mm-hmm. Like just the production was really, really well done, had an amazing cast Everybody did a really good job. You know, there's silly things that I make fun of, but that's just Oz. Oz has always been yeah, Oz weird is and weird silly. as hell. Um, the only cost, and the costumes were definitely interesting too. One thing that I forgot to comment on was the Tin Man. I don't know how to explain his costume, but he, or the Tin Man in the original, the original movie, he looked much more like he like he almost looked like a big oil can himself yeah in the way his costume design this tin man almost looked like he was soldered together from a bunch of smaller pieces yes rather than like being just comprised of like a large torso you know and two are like because like you look at the tin man from the original and he like i said he looks more he looks more like he was made in a factory. Yeah. Where the the Tin Man in uh, The Wiz looks more like he was cobbled together. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, you know, definitely interesting. I still think Scarecrow is the creepiest fucker. Just, <laughs> he looks so... It's it's the face, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, well, and the hair. And, yeah. There is nothing in any adaptation of Wizard of Oz to make the Scarecrow look okay. Yeah. There is nothing that will make the Scarecrow look okay. The least creepy Scarecrow is the one we're going to be watching next time, but... Okay, because I didn't think the Scarecrow in the uh, 1939... He creeped me out a bit. I mean, <laughs> but when you compare him to the Wiz one, I think he's yeah. significantly less creepy. Uh, I will say, no, though... The, the one on Wiz Live is the creepiest. But the I my favorite costume probably is the lion, though. Mm-hmm. I love the lion costume. Yes. He looks so good. Uh, oh. He looked great with the dreads and stuff. Um, the nose and the mouth. Just really well, really well done. Um, and what I love about that costume, too, is that it hides who plays the lion. Because the lion is played by David Allen Greer. Thank you, David, and... you, David Allen Greer. Because I would have said uh, <laughs> David S. Deer <laughs> of a Ninth Grade Journal. Mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't oppose. No, I'm sure he would do a great line. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because the way my brain works is like, hey, David Ungrew, that sounds a lot like David. <laughs> uh, yeah, the witches. I thought Glenda's costume was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Just because it's really big and. Uh, yeah, it's really big and, and uh, not flamboyant. Gaudy. Yeah, thank you. A little that's, gaudy. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Big and gaudy. Um, Adapearl's costume was a little bit more conservative because she didn't have like a bunch of shit hanging off of her and mm-hmm. like poofing out. Um, who did have a bunch of shit hanging off of her and poofing out, though, was Evelyne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really get to see any of... Is it Evamine? Evamine. Evamine. We don't get to see any of Evamine other than her, her socks and shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost wonder if like she had the, the more slim down costume, kind of like Adapearl, and then Glenda and Eveline had the big, the big showy costumes. Mm-hmm. The look at me, look how important I am. Did you recognize Glenda's voice? Oh, oh, oh! You said something about that, and I, hold on. Uh, did, uh, shit. Tell me. 
that was the same voice actress as Bismuth. That was Uzo Aduba. <gasps> that, 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 that. Mm, that was that, Bismuth. That, that, that thing that you said. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, really, mm-hmm. really good cast. Uh, just, it was, it was really nice going back and revisiting shows that, revisiting this show. Yeah, because that's, The Wiz is one of my top shows. Oh, so. I know. I know that you are such a huge, huge Wizard of Oz fan. Uh, I, I have And a, specifically The Wiz. Oh, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but you like the books, Oh, yeah, too. the you books like the, are good. You, you like the books and The Wiz. Yes. You're not a huge fan of the 1939 adaptation. Yeah, and... My main soft feelings for the 1939 one are because of the version that I did as a as a teen. Yeah. But that's where any soft feelings for that really comes in. Because I'm like, oh, my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your theater fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, uh, it was fun. I'm glad. So, since you've seen this one... We're going to go to the version of The Wiz that you've never seen. I am not going to tell you who is in it outside of Michael Jackson. Because I already knew that. Because you already knew that. I'm not going to tell you any of the other people that are in it until we see it. The fact that you're saying that makes me think that you're hoping that I notice people in it and that I recognize who they are. There will be at least one that if you don't recognize them, I'm going to be like, Warren. Can I guess? Or do you want me to not? Not yet. I'll just, can I guess just one? Who do you think? Is James Earl Jones in it? No. Oh. Fuck. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> I was thinking, so, I was like, well, oh, James Earl Jones as the wizard probably would have been pretty cool. But... <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so. The only thing I know about the, uh, the Wiz version that we're going to watch, the movie that has Michael Jackson in it, is that uh, you've said that it's pretty bonkers. Yes, it is wild as fuck, but it is so good. And I... Okay, it's not good, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't say that this is good, because then you'll be going into it expecting something good. It's not bad. It's God damn it, I love you, woman. <laughs> I love you. It's 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 not as weird as Tommy, but it does edge towards the Tommy end of the spectrum every so often. Okay. Okay. It's a little bit more restrained than Tommy. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited. For I'm excited to do too. That. Like yeah. it was, I'm glad that we are revisiting this version before taking some LSD and seeing the other version. <laughs> you don't want to take LSD. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, babe. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited. You're going to see the Wiz movie. Yay! Yay! So thank you all for listening. Um, feel free to join us on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks at Tone Deaf Musical. And you can also check out our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com, for links to all of those uh, places, as well as the link to the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own channel, which is rated uh, not safe for work because me. And And if you want to help us out, please leave reviews on Podchaser, uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Those really help uh, boost our visibility. With our show, uh, you can also encourage your friends to listen and subscribe. 
And if you want to go above and beyond, you can join our Patreon, which is Tone Deaf Musical. And we do uh, bonus episodes. We do early releases on some of our episodes if I get them edited in time. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that'll do it for this week, though. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf. Wasn't sure if you were going to do a thing there. Tone